Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous. Welcome to episode 182 of French Your Way podcast, episode 182. And this episode is uh, the, the audio version of uh, an article that I wrote some time ago. So it's on uh, my website. I'm going to read it for you because you may not have visited my website yet. I know that many of you uh, listen to French Away podcast uh, in your commute or when you are at the gym or you're driving. So not a very convenient time to uh, be doing some uh, reading sometimes. But because every student asks themselves the question, I wanted to convert this in an audio episode in the hope that you will find it um, useful and maybe, why not, inspiring. And that question is, how long does it take to learn French? Sometimes I'm asked that question, that's the, the million dollar question. So how long does it take to learn French or, or any other language for that matter? Um, another variation to this question is, how long does it take to become fluent in French? So in this episode, I'll talk about the, the six levels of proficiency defined by the, the common European framework of reference for languages. I'll try to define the notions of uh, fluency and what comes into play regarding how fast you can learn a foreign language. And I'll also give you my opinion about uh, the quick learning methods, which you can find on the market today. But before I go any further, what would you answer? So how long does it take to learn French? Here's the article. And you can uh, find the link to that article in the show notes of the episodes, of course, so frenchshowet.com.au slash podcast 182, 182. Let's start with uh, the, the six levels of proficiency. A common reference point is the uh, CEFR, or the Common European Framework of Reference for Languages. In French, it's called le, le Cadre Européen. CECR, Cadre Européen de Référence Commun. Yeah, that's it. Cadre Européen de Référence Commun. It defines six levels of proficiency in the language. Um, the levels are called A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2. You may uh, have heard about these levels because you may already have uh, sat for the DELF-DALF uh, exam and try to pass one of these levels. So level A, so A1 and A2, is called the, the basic user. And the levels are uh, defined by an approximate uh, number of uh, hours of study. So you assume to be around uh, A1 level when you have about uh, 60 to 80 hundreds of, uh, not hundreds, 60 to 80 hours of um, studying the language. A2 would be about uh, 200 hours of study. Level B, B1 and B2, is called uh, independent user and is believed to take approximately so uh, 380 hours uh, to reach this level, for uh, to reach B1 level, and about uh, around 600 hours of studies to get uh, to B2 level. For uh, C1 and C2, well, that goes up to a, a, a thousand hours and it's called a proficient user. Note that 
C1, I would consider as uh, like advanced or very advanced, so like almost like fluent. C2, if I were to sit myself, the uh, C2 level of uh, the, the DALF exam, I may find it very difficult. I may not be able to, um, well, to pass. Um, maybe, I, I don't know, but it's, it is actually very specialized, um, specialized French, very technical vocabulary and it's often used for translators or engineers or doctors so it's a very particular type of French if you're interested to read more about the descriptions for each level there is a link uh, in the in the article so in terms of what you are able to communicate, so for example, uh, like say your name, uh, talk about like past events or uh, being able to, to give your opinion on something. Description of the levels is found in the link. So this classification is a, is a useful way to assess the, the level of a student who is learning a foreign language. And if you have uh, French study textbooks or workbooks, you may see uh, the level printed on the cover. My, in my article, you see a photo of that, uh, like books that I used to, to have and to teach with. You can clearly see written on it A1, uh, B1, etc. And so uh, that is, um, how do you say, like marketing or editorial strategy that actually uh, shows that the book has been designed with these uh, official criteria in mind. So they follow the progression of uh, the European framework of reference. And if you're thinking about going to study at a French university, you will be required to show that you have at least a B2 level. So B2 of the DELF certificate or uh, the corresponding level uh, 4 of the TCF or TEF uh, tests. The uh, CEFR indicates about how many hours of learning it takes to reach each level of proficiency. But how long it will actually take you to progress from one level to the other will vary greatly because it depends on many variables such as so your motivation and commitment. That's the, the most important, actually. If you're driven by a passion, chances are that you'll be um, learning faster than if you get uh, dragged to classes. Also depends on how often you're having lessons Obviously, you will uh, reach a higher number of hours of study if you go uh, three times uh, a week, to, uh, if you have like three lessons a week, as opposed to if, uh, if you take one lesson every fortnight. How long the lessons are, how much you cover in one lesson, because the pace uh, can be very slow or uh, pretty quick. It will also depend on uh, whether you do homework or personal work between lessons. Fatigue, worries, you may be having regular lessons. You will not improve as well if your mind is, uh, is too busy, is too preoccupied or, or tired to learn. Your exposure to the language is also an important factor. Uh, obviously, if you are in full immersion in the country, it helps uh, if you are listening to podcasts, if you're reading in the language, if you are being part of a conversation group, etc. All these will uh, help with uh, your learning and will complement your uh, formal learning. 
Another thing that comes into play uh, when you learn a foreign language is the, the difficulty of the foreign language compared to your native language. For example, for French people, it's quite easy to learn uh, Italian, for example. They come from the same uh, uh, language family. If you're an English speaker, French should be easier for you to learn uh, than if you are Russian, for example, because the, the grammatical structure is uh, quite different. Uh, just the alphabet as well to start with is also different. The, uh, the mental gymnastic is, is uh, totally different. What skills you are looking to acquire? So when I studied Chinese, I wanted to learn everything. That's to say, uh, I wanted to learn to read, to speak and to write. But uh, some other expat students um, who were in my class were only interested in the conversation part. So we were learning differently. In fact, I may have told you that story, but uh, the first school I went to or the first two Anyway, um, we were learning like just mainly orally and everything was written in pinyin, which is the uh, phonetic transcription using the, the, like the, the, the Latin alphabet. So not using the characters. For me, it didn't make any sense because um, when you see signs in the street, it was not written in pinyin, it was written in Chinese character. And then when I was uh, showing my, uh, uh, French, my Chinese lessons to my friends, like, Chinese friends, they're like, ah, huh? can't understand. Like, so the the class that I was in didn't reflect like what my uh, objective was. I was extremely frustrated. In fact, one day, like suddenly I started breaking down, like crying in class. Uh, and I got out of the class and I never came back. I found another Chinese school and I said, look, I want, I actually brought a book. Uh, it was the, the Wizard of Oz, like an abridged version, um, a simplified version for, for learners. And I said, look, I want to learn to speak and I want to learn to read that book. Voilà. So uh, what skills you are looking to acquire uh, when you learn a language? Again, if you want to do only conversation, that's fine. But you have to be clear with uh, what your objectives are. Uh, your history of uh, language learning. So, for example, my husband, he grew up hearing several languages uh, around him, just in his home. Uh, and that makes it easy for him to pick up a, a new language or uh, an accent today. Your own ability to learn a foreign language. So some people are just uh, faster or slower than others. Your age. Research has, has shown that uh, learning a foreign language at a very young age is ideal. We all know that. We say like kids are like sponges, blah, blah, blah. In my opinion, it's not the essential factor as uh, you, you shouldn't let your age be an excuse for not starting learning French if you have uh, always wanted to learn French. So language learning is actually excellent for your memory and for your brain stimulation. Um, this kind of mental exercise may um, help prevent Alzheimer's, for example. And I once had a 83-year-old beginner student, and he was very motivated, and he quickly started writing poems in French. That was actually his objective. He was learning French because he wanted to write poems and odes in French. So I think that motivation, dedication, effort, and commitment they matter more than anything else.
A last factor uh, that will determine the, the speed at which you will learn will be uh, your progress rate. So it is very normal to feel as you start learning a language that you progress quite uh, quickly because it's easy to measure the progress from uh, a total beginner to two weeks later when you can uh, already say a few things. And as your level becomes more advanced, you may find that you don't progress as quickly. Well, it's actually because the progression is less obvious, but you're still learning. And you also may plateau. Sometimes it's true. So you may be at a, a, a standstill without noticing any more improvement. And that's quite normal. That's part of the learning process. You can also experience these plateaus when you learn an instrument or uh, when you learn driving, for example, as well. There's always a state when you feel like you don't improve anymore. And that's usually a temporary thing. I want to give you my opinion about um, can you learn French in three months? So I have a word of caution. Stay away from these uh, unrealistic promises, such as like fluent in three months or learn French in 10 days. Uh, so seriously, these books, these CDs or these courses, to me, they scream spam. Uh, to me, it's uh, just as suspicious as like lose 50 kilos in under two hours. I think your time and money would be much better spent in a proper course or uh, in a trip to go in a immersion overseas because learning just anything learning to walk learning to talk i'm talking about like the young uh child's development learning a language learning an instrument learning uh medicine like how to do surgery on someone any type of learning learning takes time full stop so as we've seen, there are so many variables that it is uh, impossible to tell how long it takes to learn a language. But what I know is the best way to succeed in learning a language is to be passionate and or to have a big motivation for it because language learning will inevitably require that you invest time and effort. So, for example, one of my uh, actually uh, former students had um, has grandchildren in French Canada, Canada. I never know how to pronounce that, <laughs> that word. So, yeah, uh, and uh, she wanted to be able to to read them stories, to read them books, and to bond with them in French. So that was a, a big why for her, a big motivation. You may love uh, French cuisine and want to be able to understand the menu and order it in French at the restaurant on your, on your next trip. Um, some students say like, I'm learning French because I want to read uh, French classical uh, novels in the original language. I want to read Camus. I want to read Saint-Exupéry, Le Petit Prince, etc. I think you can tell that you're fluent or becoming fluent when um, you feel that you do little effort to look for words to, to speak or understand. In fact, you don't need to translate. You can directly think in the other language. Uh, you can deal with the majority of the situations that you encounter in the language. You can talk about abstract topics, express opinions. And 
you dream in the language. And for me, that's a sign that it's sinking in. I've had this experience uh, when I was learning Russian. One night I dreamt in Russian. I don't even know what I was saying, but I was definitely speaking Russian. And that's a, like very strange feeling. And I had the same uh, with Chinese and I had the same with English. So dreaming in the language is a, is a telling sign. Um, to the question, when are we fluent in a language? I think maybe we should ask ourselves, when do we actually consider that we're done learning a language? And is there really such a thing as a finish line? I would be interested to know uh, what you think, because even after several years living in Australia, speaking English quite fluently, but see, or here, I'm sure I'm making mistakes like several times per episode. I've been reading tons of books uh, and articles in English effortlessly. I've been writing articles like, like the one uh, that I'm reading right now for you. And I'm still learning new words and uh, new expressions every day or virtually every day. And in fact, I don't even consider that I know everything about French, my own native language. And yet... I teach French and I have a, a, um, a deeper grammatical understanding of this language than many other French people I know. I'm fluent in French and yet I can't understand a, a single thing on the, the boring legal documents from France. I tend to shut down when I have to, to read those. But when I was talking earlier about a C2 level, so that's the kind of French, this jargon that... I'm not familiar with and annoys me to death, honestly. And about French, you know, I still discover new words in every crossword page that I do because I love languages like language games and puzzles. I'm still learning and it's actually exciting. So apart from the boring legal papers, uh, it's exciting to have languages as part as a, a lifelong learning process. So we should never stop being curious and we should never stop educating ourselves. I'll be directed you to, directing you to uh, other resources that you may be interested in. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, I suggest uh, episode 35 of this podcast, so way, way back. Uh, this episode is how to improve your French listening skills. I give you my best tips. You may be interested in episode 24 as well, so how to stay motivated learning French. And uh, if you are of a more like intermediate to advanced level, uh, please check out my other podcast, French Voices Podcast. Um, these are interviews with native French speakers who share their, their passion, their profession. And it comes with um, the um, transcript, which you can uh, purchase for the price of a coffee to help me support this podcast, and uh, some comprehension questions. There's a new episode of a French Voices podcast released on the, the 1st and the 15th of uh, each month. And it has been so for the past uh, four years, I think. So, and you, when would you say that uh, one is fluent in a language? How long does it take to learn French? I would love uh, to have your uh, opinion and for you to join the conversation, which has already started, in the comment section of uh, the article. Again, I will put the link in frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 182. Thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away Podcast. <laughs>